All right, folks. Welcome to a special episode of the Heavy Hitter Sports Betting Podcast. We're covering March Madness. This is a two-part episode, just too damn long to put into one episode. First part, we'll be covering the West and South Division. Second part, we'll be covering the Midwest and East Division. We have a special guest on. I'm excited to get into it with you. Enough of the formalities. Let's get straight into the episode. Come heavy or don't come at all. You leave your piece at home, that's your call. It never paid to be merciful. Come heavy or don't come at all. Come heavy or don't come at all. It is Wednesday, March 17th. Welcome to another edition of the Heavy Hitter Sports Betting Podcast. This is a special edition. We have our very first guest, the Big Units. The Big Units is joining us. How do we feel about this, Tim? Yeah? Uh, you know what? We've been hinting at this for a while. Um, we're glad to finally get him on. This is a special episode. Obviously, March Madness is right around the corner. And frankly, I know fuck all about March Madness. Well, that's why we have the Big Units so here. We, we had to get a pro on. We have the big units, or as we might call them, Turk. Yeah, so I guess what uh, we kind of want to do here is talk to Turk a little bit about, you know, what's going on with this year's March Madness. Uh, we actually have a tournament this year, so that's positive. Um, it's, you know, first time in two years here, essentially, um, that we have uh, a little bit of college ball action. So, uh yeah, we're here with the big units, and we want him to kind of, you know, introduce it, and and we'll uh, we'll talk about many things. We'll we'll break down the regions. We'll talk about potential upsets. We'll talk about what he likes, uh, what he sees. Um, I know he he had mentioned uh, he wants to talk about the coaching, or the coaching, and and uh, certain players and 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 whatnot, and uh, what he likes for you know certain teams in their path to victory. So, uh, but yeah, without further ado, we'll uh, introduce the big units. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, big upgrade um, for T-Man. Uh, so big upgrade uh, for at least college basketball. Uh, Stapes gets to talk to someone with a little bit of, uh, with a little bit of basketball knowledge, at least. Uh, remember, what was it? Uh, three or four years ago, Taryn was uh, filling out his bracket, and all he was doing was googling the mascots. So, uh, don't know how 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 much how much good that would do this year, but uh, you know he he led the way for for us, and I think it was the uh, Wisconsin Badgers made a run for him, and uh, he uh, he he took the eight seed Badgers to beat the number one Villanova Wildcats, <laughs> and they did that yeah. in the second round. Let yeah. me tell you, I look like a genius after the first round. <laughs> Let, let's be honest, right here and right now. Yeah, you, yeah, and you know what? <laughs> Wisconsin went pretty far. Yeah, if it was, that, was that the Frank Frank Kaminsky year, or is that the? Uh, yeah, might have been Bronson Koenig. Those guys. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, it was Koenig. Yeah, yeah. he was hitting those uh, big shots. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's. Anyways, I just kind of want to share a little bit of kind of what I look at uh, when it comes to the tournament. Um, again. Like I, I was talking to the guys earlier, uh, it's it's something where once you dive in, uh, it's a slippery slope. You can dive and you can dive, and there's there's just so much information out there. I was listening to another podcast today, and they were talking about uh, betting an over uh, every time that teams who use Wilson balls match up. Uh, 
Really? So like they're getting that in depth. Yeah. So they're, uh, they're blind firing on all overs when, uh, you know, teams who use Wilson balls match up. Like, I feel like this is the type of tournament though. You don't even need to be a sports fan. It is, it like hooks you. It's like, it's so big. It's everyone knows that it's, it's March madness and, and college hoops are going on right now. Yeah, It's it's very comparable to probably the super bowl would probably, that's exactly what I was comparable. Um, everyone fills out a bracket. Yep. (laughs) Even the dummies like the Wisconsin Badgers, you know, and they, uh, uh, what is it? A, a million dollars? Is that still? Is that uh, T Man? Do you still know if that's still uh, still up? Is that uh, Mr. Warren Buffett offering a million bucks for a for a, a perfect bracket. for the perfect bracket still? Uh, yeah, I'm not too quite sure about that. To be honest, I would imagine so. That's been a yearly thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you get a perfect bracket, I think you should uh, get a little more than a million bucks. But <laughs> can we confirm if anyone's ever done that? No one has ever done. That. Oh, goddamn! I, I, yeah, I would. I, I forget what the percentage or the uh, billions or quad, quad, quadrillions or something like that. To, to and that's the thing game. too. When, when you look at the bracket, like you can look at these teams and their ranks, and you go, "Okay, five should be twelve, whatever." But there's always so many upsets, and it's incredible, like the results that happen. Yeah, every year, there's it, always somebody. It's there's there's like I said, there's so much to unpack, and uh, it, it's crazy to think it. But you know, if if they're using Wilson balls in the tournament, a team's going to feel more comfortable with that. Um, yeah. For example, playing at in Mackey Arena, that's that's where Purdue is out of. And you know, if any of the Big Ten schools get to play out of that arena, maybe there is a little advantage there. Uh, you yeah. know, then you can go to defense uh, teams that are you know a little better on the defensive end if they're playing in uh, where are they Lucas Oil or. Uh, Where's the other one? Where where do the Pacers play out of uh, saves? I think you're right. Yeah. I did hear that. So if if you know a, a team that's a little stronger on the defensive end is playing a strong shooting team in one of those arenas, I mean, uh, more or less, they're gonna you shoot poor in those uh, in the big stadiums. So <laughs> it's really how deep you want to go, and does going deep into it really uh, really even change any of the way you look at anything? Um, yeah, like I said, I, I've had a couple brackets going, and I just my mind's everywhere. I just oh, this team's gonna win. I know it, and then thirty seconds later, I I feel the other way. But um, when I'm looking at things, uh, one of the main things for the first first two games is I'm looking at seniors and upperclassmen. Okay, are we talking about the play-ins here? Uh, not the play-ins, just the first round. Uh, kind of, okay. kind of, you, we can kind of. Uh, engulf them um mm-hmm. a quick thing on the play-in games i think last year it's factual um so not last year 2019 was the first year the first year since inception first year since inception that a play-in team didn't make it to the round of 32 okay so, oh, really so that's something where you know i i hear that see that i make a little note and make sure that when I'm filling out my bracket, I try and check that box. Um, make yeah, sure that I have a team going that way. So you have Michigan State beating BYU. Yeah, Michigan yeah. slash UCLA oh, beating BYU. Yeah, little teaser on uh, on that uh, side of the uh, the bracket. But yeah, absolutely. Um, that's something I look for. Um, I, I pulled up a, a couple lists of you know top upperclassmen uh, in the NCAA. 
you know, names come up and some of them, you know, probably guys we might know, uh, you know, a Demetric Trice from Wisconsin, someone that was probably a freshman in that year that we were talking about uh, when Taryn went, uh, went for that upset, Wisconsin over Villanova. Um, just a guy that's been there before. Does that, or will that have an impact, you know, with a team, you know, playing well with Wisconsin going with first North Carolina, that's something that I wouldn't look too much into. Um, but there's some other guys as we kind of go through and there's, uh, probably one of your, one of your favorite Marquette alumni or transferees, uh, Sam Hauser, uh, with Virginia. Um, I don't know if you remember his twin brother there, Joey, uh, I, he might actually be in the tournament too. I think he's with Michigan State. Could be wrong. Uh, he could have moved on, anything like that. Okay. Um, uh, John Petty is a name uh, you'll probably hear a lot out of. Uh, he plays for Alabama. Uh, he's he's probably one of the best shooters in the country. Not the best. Because um, that next guy is Corey Kip- Kispert uh, out of Gonzaga. Um, yeah. But those two last guys are, uh, are, are, well, and Luca. Okay, let's not forget about Luca. Um, yeah, probably the Garza. most popular NCAA player this year um, for whatever reason. Uh, he's, he's not pretty. He's not flashy. He just gets it done. Yeah. But when I'm kind of looking at the end pro- product of my bracket, I want to make sure that, you know, I got a guy. You need that leader. Uh, you need a senior, an upperclassman who's going to drag you through the tournament. Uh, like we've already mentioned, uh, the Frank Kaminsky's of the world, the jo- Joel Berry's, Grayson Allen's, Kyle Guy's. Kyle Guy, yeah, Cavaliers, yeah. So I mean, a guy who starts starts out in Virginia on the bench and you know plays plays through his uh, years of eligibility and you know hits probably one of the most important shots of uh, Virginia basketball history. Yeah. So and those names are just all guys that are you know you'll probably want to have an eye on on those guys to get you through the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, to add on to that is you kind of look, okay, what are the top players in this league? Where are they probably going? Uh, probably going to the NBA. Uh, so that's another thing I would look at is kind of pull up a, an NBA draft list, okay, and try and grab 10 names. And if that can add to your names of guys or if you're seeing those guys again for the second time, then maybe put a little asterisk by that and say, yeah, you know, things are starting to add up. Um, yeah. But obviously, you know, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mo- Mobley, and uh, Jalen Suggs are the just absolute studs of the draft this year. Um, cream of the crop here. Cream of the crop. Uh, I haven't been able to watch Evan Mobley too much, so a lot. I'm going to be honest, a lot of that is hearsay on him, but uh, there's a lot of hype. I've seen Suggs play, and I've been very impressed. And Mobley is ranked in front of uh, Suggs on the, on, the look, on the list I looked at, so I can only imagine that he's going to be a, a dominant force, or could be. Um, again, those three are freshmen, so, uh, take it with a grain of salt too, right? Um, there's a couple, uh, NBA draft, draft bound, uh, players that are also seniors, upperclassmen, you know, so you get your juniors in there. So those are the guys who can probably, you know, take control of the locker room, not just, uh, on the court. Yeah. And that's something I heard with like a team like OK State, uh, very little experience, younger squad. Does that hurt them yeah. in this tournament? Like, without a doubt, Cade Cunningham's probably the, well, I don't want to say he's the best player in NCAA basketball, but he's going to be the top draft drafted player yeah, in NCAA. Exactly. Um, is he ready for this moment? Who knows? But yeah, could we'll he see. could he drag that team uh, to a championship? 
Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. You know, so there's little things like that. Um, uh, as Dave mentioned in the front uh, or in the lead up, uh, I was talking about coaches and, you know, uh, to me that is important. And uh, I'm just going to read off this list of the last 10 coaches. And I'm sure, and if you pull up a picture or any, to any kind of just mediocre or semi-college basketball fan, they've seen these 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 guys or these gentlemen before. Uh, you got the Jim Calhouns from UConn. You got Coach Cal, Rick Pitino, Coach K, Jay Wright, Roy Williams, Tony Bennett. That's that's the coaches who won the national championship in the last ten years. Uh, there's one outlier. There's a guy Kevin Ollie. Uh, he coached at UConn as well, so he could just kind of been uh, reaping the benefits of a good program. But if you're looking to select it, you know, and who's going to win the, the, the national championship, you got to look at the coach. Um, it's mm-hmm. a grind. It's a grind. And uh, obviously, you think these coaches are going to have a good read and a good idea of what to do with these because they're, they're essentially it's a 40 minute game, right? You don't have a lot of time to pr- prepare for these teams. It's like you got 40 minutes to win the game or you're done. I think that's why we see a lot of upsets. Um, is you get the, you get the, uh, let's see here, you got Tennessee who might be looking over Oregon state and kind of looking for, Oh, if this okay state matchup comes along, what will that look like? You know, there's kind of that yeah, look ahead yeah. versus, yeah. you know, you'll have Liberty who's going in, they have one goal. It's going to beat okay state. Um, so that might be kind of the, the theory of why these upsets are happening, but, uh, who, who knows truly uh, there are a lot of coaches with pedigree uh, in the tournament this year. Um, again, guys, we know uh, Jim Beheim, Roy Williams, uh, Ricky Barnes out of uh, Tennessee is Self, Mark few. Um, again, Mark few is probably the, the favorite. Well, he is the favorite to, uh, to uh, hoist that uh, national championship out of Gonzaga. So yeah. that, Another thing that I would look at, and that's just me personally, uh, when I'm finishing my bracket, is make sure that whoever you got kind of uh, lifting the trophy has a have, has a reputable uh, coach to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Turk, where do you want to kind of take off with this? Uh, like, do you want to go kind of through the regions? We can break up the regions. Yeah. And you can kind of break down each matchup kind of quickly and what you see and if there's a potential. Yeah, what we, yeah, what we can or... do is we can just, we'll start in the, in the West region up at the top yeah. and we'll just make our yeah. way through. And I'll, I'll just kind of, like I said, and by all means, I'm not an expert and I'm the furthest from an expert. Um, this is just my process. Yeah, and we can go through each game and. Yeah. Uh, you know, eventually if we get to the round of 32 and who do you have going to the sweet 16, yeah. elite eight, final four, etc. So let's start with, uh, Gonzaga Norfolk Appalachian. Yeah. Uh, sure this won't be. first thing I, I, first thing I did was easiest part of the bracket. One verse 16. Yeah. One seeds are one thirty nine and one. It's yeah. not going to happen. It's it was not going to happen. It was that Virginia one. It was Virginia. It was back in 2019. Uh, Who did they play? UMBC Retrievers. Yes, they the dog. Them 74 yes, to 54. Right. And I know I was chasing that like comeback. I know I was betting on the comeback. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Holy obviously, shit. Obviously, went by 20. What's the record? 139 one, and 1. 139 and 1. 
Yeah, that's incredible. So uh, one seeds versus I sixteen, see something like that, and I just go across the board and I say one, one, one. No, but there's no reason why no Gonzaga, reason. Baylor, no reason. Michigan, and uh, Illinois should shouldn't win. No, I don't. I don't see a world where that happens. So I, I kind of don't spend much time on that. I move to the next, uh, the next one there, which kind of sucks because you go to the eight nine. Uh, you go eight nines are hard. Yeah, uh, always hard. Seven tens, eight nines are just flip a coin. Yeah. Uh, yeah probably be just as successful as uh that, that pro in quotes gambler uh you know that you're getting your information from or whoever it may be um yeah whoever you're very, paying money. very tough matchup uh for me to break down uh start of the year oklahoma oklahoma was pretty high on, on the rankings uh everyone thought they had a chance to make a run uh come in limping they're uh they're, they're five of their last six uh they've lost so Mm-hmm. They're not, in the but Missouri's not hasn't been that hot. Pardon me. Missouri hasn't been that yeah, hot though either. Missouri, the same thing. They they've been splitting their games. That and again, kind of last seven games. What I have down is last seven games. They're alternating wins and losses. They're coming off a loss. Yeah. What do we like? But you and I talked about this off air with the SEC teams. Yeah, they 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 had a good tournament last they year and kind of surprised a lot rep. of us. They always have a bad rep. Um, they yeah. always are painted as the weaker conference of the, uh, you know, the power five. And when we're talking about yeah. basketball, but man, they're always hanging around. They're always yeah. someone, uh, there's always someone uh, hanging around from the sec. And uh, as you'll see, as we fill out this bracket, I, I, I do like the sec this year. So, yeah. um, okay. but as for that mi- matchup, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Missouri. Uh, like I said, flip a coin yeah. really, uh, when I'm filling out, I, I fill out Missouri, just a team that's kind of at least has tasted victory in the last little while. Um, might be a little more excited for the way their season ended or more excited to be in the tournament um, versus Oklahoma kind of seasons uh, and really a letdown and a loss. Um, but that's after that one. Then we go to uh, probably uh, top two, top two uh, favorites for an upset when we're looking at the 512. Uh, battles um yeah this is an interesting one a lot of people like uh ucsb here yeah and i i understand it i i absolutely understand it um with, yeah. with the issues going on with creighton um to those who aren't aware think, do you think a lot of it had to do with uh obviously they're the coach but like the results against georgetown in the final yeah i I, I don't know. And that's what I'm trying I, I'm contemplating or I'm trying to weigh. What is it? Um, is it a uh, stick it to the man situation in the locker room when they're like, we don't need him and they come together and they go on a run? Or is it, you know, is it kind of that, uh, you know, sad, you know, kind of mopey vibe in there? And I'm leaning towards, you know, they're going to come together and go for a run. Uh, I just look at UCSB and kind of who they played and I, yeah, there's, not there's much. no one. Um, I just think it's a step up in competition. And I I think that because of the way Creighton stumbled, people want to look for a reason to take UCSB, but it is not, uh, you know, there's, there's better places, I think. Yeah. Like I'm looking at some of these results here. Creighton went three and oh against UConn. They they lost by one to Kansas. They beat Villanova. Like they've beaten some pretty good sides here um yeah it, they, they've had some bad losses but still they're a team that has potential 
I, I think they're, and they are, are not really, but they're probably the most dangerous team out of the biggies right now. Yeah. Uh, close with UConn. Um, yeah. But Creighton's just perennial, right? Um, Creighton's been perennial for the last little while. UConn's got that history of, you know, back in the day a bit, but. Uh, UConn back in the Big East. Yeah, UConn back in the Big East, <laughs> making moves. Um, next game is very interesting, though. I've uh, this. I've been tackling, trying, weighing this one down. Um, I was on Virginia right away. I thought, uh, I just thought, kind of same thing. Who's Ohio played? Who's Ohio? Yeah, probably come out of the MAC, whatever. Like, who who are these guys? Um, <laughs> Virginia, they got COVID issues. Um, there was a positive case. That's why they had to withdraw from uh, the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, who was it? Who knows? Um, did it spread? Who knows? If they can't play, guess who moves on to the round of 32, Ohio. Um, so that's kind of one thing that's you know, a reason that I, I lean to Ohio here in this matchup. Um, but I, I do kind of get scared away because Ohio is a trendy upset pick. Yeah. So it's kind of way in that, oh, is this trendy or is this smart or is just everyone smart or is everyone well, and that's wrong? That's something I heard too. Like when you get all these people on the these twelve seeds or these thirteen or eleven, like you almost want to go the other way. Yeah, because exactly. everyone's picking this upset. Yeah, and and that's kind of where we come to want to go to the other side of the bracket. Everyone's on Winthrop, and I just yeah, it's exactly. just because of Villanova losing Gillespie, but yeah, that's yeah. what they're a pretty good program, and they have been pretty good for a long time. Yeah, and that's something else I was listening to. Uh, Villanova, too, their last two losses uh, combined three points. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're getting blown out in these losses because Gillespie's not there. No, it's not like a hard right at all. It's, uh, yeah. They know exactly what they need to do. Um, but back to the Virginia-Ohio matchup. Uh, I, I say it's a trendy pick, but I later state in my notes that it is for obvious reasons. Um, earlier in the year, they lost to Illinois. 75 to 77. Uh, they beat Illinois State, a 15 seed in this tournament, 101 to 46. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like I, I'm just trying to see comparables. I think Illinois is a great team. Uh, anyone who can lose to Illinois by two, um, probably doing the right thing. The game was early in the year, and Illinois probably wasn't playing everyone. But uh, I feel like Illinois is a team that's gotten a lot better here yeah. down the street. I think they're they're coming together at the right time. Um when we get to that side of the bracket, I'll kind of uh dive into that. Uh but yeah, I got Ohio uh Ohio moving on there. Um then I got the USC Wichita Drake matchup. Um Drake did get one of their their guys back today here. He was cleared to play um for tomorrow or for Thursday. Um is that going to, you know, really change anything? I don't think so. Drake was very trendy at the start of the year. Um, everyone knows who Drake is now. Everyone knows Drake basketball for whatever reason because um, the run they got off to this at the start of the year. Uh, they're getting one of their top scorers back, but they're still down a guy. I just – they're not going to get through USC. I just don't see it happening. Could it happen? Yes, absolutely. I just think uh, USC is, is far superior – um, and we'll have the best player on the floor in uh, in Evan yeah. Mobley. So that's so, for that one. Yeah, because Drake opened plus two. Now they're minus one and a half. So yeah, 
and That's, yeah, in the playing game, I, I I would lean, I would probably lean Drake, um, especially just with the feel in that locker room. Getting getting a top guy back is gonna be, it's gonna be nice. Um, but guess what? USC is watching. USC is waiting, and yeah, uh, I agree. I think they're USC. they're in the tournament to yeah. to move along. They're not just there to uh to collect the goodie bag. Yeah. Um, uh, Kansas Eastern Washington, another. Another one I've heard quite a bit about. Um, everyone's pretty high on Eastern Washington. Again, something that I couldn't, I, I didn't really understand why. I I looked and I just couldn't couldn't find much for a reason to back Eastern Washington. So I, I'm just going to stick with Kansas there. I think they get out, outclassed by athletes. You know, it's just the the five athletes on the floor for Kansas versus the five athletes for Eastern Washington. I think uh, just far superior for Kansas. Yeah, uh, I, then we got uh, Oregon VCU. It's a tough one for me. I was uh, I was pretty high on uh, on VCU um, to kind of make a run, to make a run late and kind of come in hot. And I thought uh, if if they're kind of seated, if well, if they would have went on a run and been seated a little higher, that uh, they could have made a little a little run. But uh, matching up again against Oregon, who again I believe is underseated as well, is just it's not gonna. That's that's a bad draw for VCU. Oregon is coming in. They're playing good basketball. Um, I know they lost Oregon State in the uh, Pac-12 finals, but that could be a little wake up. So, Stapes, like, I would just like to ask you, like, if VCU and Oregon State were to match up, you know, neutral neutral court, what what do you think the spread in the game like that would be? Yeah, I think VCU would probably be favored. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Oregon State's that. I get they had a a great Pac-12 tournament, but like they were uh, predicted to finish last, right? Yeah. So maybe they put it together late, but like I still think VCU used probably the better team. Yeah. So so with 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 that in mind, it's just you know it, that kind of measures you up, and that that does give you a little uh, you know, that might give you a little juice for an upset there. Um, here in that, uh, I I stuck with Oregon. I uh, just I just think they're the better team. Again, Pac-12 is going to get uh, better athletes than the, than the A-10. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, Iowa, Grand Canyon, didn't even look at it. I moved Iowa along right away. It's uh, pretty simple there. All right, so there's the first picks in the round of 64 in the West region. Let's go to the round of 32. You have Gonzaga, Missouri. Yeah. Where are you going here? Yeah, that one is just – it's a it was a blind Gonzaga pick. Um I, I think Gonzaga's on a mission. Uh, will there be areas for them to trip up? Yes, absolutely. Um, is it going to happen? I don't know. Uh, but it's, what I it's heard not going to happen. Gonzaga, yeah. What I heard with this Gonzaga squad is like good teams have two or three shooters. And if they have that off night, then they're in trouble. Gonzaga has like five or six. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so if two or three are off, they still have three guys that can shoot the ball. Yeah, and and that's that's with that's Mark Few. That's how he's been the, the whole time. Is he he gets guys who can shoot the ball, and he got he gets guys that's unselfish, right? And you know if it's not your night, and you're you're passing it to uh, passing it off to someone else to uh, get it done. So yeah. I just I don't see them losing to Mizzou. Um, could it happen? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then I got Creighton, Ohio. Um, yeah, Creighton, Ohio. Uh, I think Ohio comes in up kind of 
obviously kind of feeling like they just won the national championship themselves um, after beating Virginia, the, uh, the reigning national champions. Um, and then Creighton comes in and wipes the floor with them. Yeah. Uh, Creighton now, is just ready to, ready to go. Um, and that's just what I see on it. What if Virginia gets by Ohio and you got a Creighton, Virginia? Yeah. Second round? That's the thing with this, with this region is, uh, I could see Virginia beating Gonzaga in the uh, sweet 16. If that were yeah, to, okay. to match up. You know, I, I, and as you kind of move on in the bracket and kind of look back at the possibilities, that's kind of when our, we start going crazy and start thinking, oh, what if this, what if that? So uh, as you move along, you kind of close off on the end. I I would recommend just so you don't start, uh, you know, stick to your guns, stick to your guns and, and, and ride them. Um, but yeah, I, I think Creighton moves on to face Gonzaga in the, uh, in the sweet 16. Then I got, uh, USC, Kansas. This is going to be a hell of a game. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all I know. I can actually see USC getting by Kansas here. Yeah. I, again, we we're coming down to the, uh, they're probably going to have the best player on the floor. Um, but Kansas is probably going to have the best coach Yeah, or the better coach. Um, so. I, and again, I don't know the the COVID issues surrounding Kansas. I well, that's a big uh, if here. We yeah, don't, even I don't know, know if it was. Washington. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm going to lean towards USC here. Actually, uh, that's kind of just you know as we talk right now. I with COVID with the COVID issues is what if I have Kansas State or sorry Kansas going all the way to uh, the Elite Eight and they don't even play a game. So kind of got to protect yourself in that way. And, and that kind of makes it an easier pick um, when you just back USC for uh, you know, COVID, COVID cup rules. Uh, yeah. Last game, last game of the, the round of 32 here is the Oregon, Iowa, Oregon ducks taking on Iowa. And again, what a game that'll be. Uh, I, I wish the game was in Oregon. I just, when I close my eyes and look at this game, I see them on that ugly court battling and cars are running up and down that court and just oh i i don't know something about uh, the pack 12 man yeah it's just something about the pack 12 i i don't know what it is um i would love it is ugly though you're right like i feel like the whole pack is like 12 yeah it's it's i feel like the whole pack is like dark and it's just it's ugly i get what you said with the oregon thing yeah, and I think it will be an ugly game, and I, I think if it's an ugly game, that's going to benefit Iowa again with uh, with Luca on the floor. Uh, you know, if he's going to do what he normally does, and you know he's averaging twenty points a game, uh, if he can get in there, get dirty, uh, they're probably gonna they're probably gonna win that game. Uh, is it going to be tough? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a I think that's a hell of a matchup. Um, really, I could see that, uh, being like more of a three, two matchup when you got teams like that, uh, meeting up, but I, I like Iowa to move on, uh, just kind of with their three point, uh, shooting guys, uh, Bohannon's of the world, uh, Wies camps and then Luca dropping back. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I just like them as I'm sure a lot of people in, in that are taking part in the bracket challenge do. Yeah. Okay. So we move on to the sweet 16. You have Gonzaga, Creighton. Yeah, and that's uh, goodbye to the Big East uh, for me. Um, Gonzaga going to the Elite Eight. Um, Just 
going to be so hard to stop this Kentucky squad. Yeah, I just, I don't think Creighton has the tools to do it. Okay. USC, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. I want, I want to see, and that's when, that's when the fandom comes in. I want to see a Gonzaga, Iowa rematch. Uh, That'll be earlier rematch. in the year. I think it was yeah. a 12 point win for Gonzaga, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just think Iowa's going to beat USC. I think, you know, Evan Mobley as a freshman, I don't think, you know, he'll be – he would have brought his team to this point if if that happens. Uh, I think the clock kind of strikes midnight at that point for, for them. Uh, as a sixth seed, I, I I would rank getting to the Sweet 16 for them as a, as a major victory for USC. So um, I, I don't know if they're truly – truly believe that they can uh, make a run at the actual national title. Um, so I, I think Iowa kind of uh, shows them, flexes their muscles a bit there and uh, moves on to uh, for that rematch versus Gonzaga. Now here's a question for you, Turk. Gonzaga, they are in the same division as Kansas, Iowa, and Virginia, yeah. who they've already played, all three of them. And they've won by double digits, all three. Why would the committee do something like this? Yeah, they're they're. I don't know where to like start. Like they on beat this. Iowa, Kansas, and Virginia, two, three, four. They've already played them, so there's going to be a potential rematch somewhere here. Yeah, no, they're they're they're, they're like there should be there. There's if there isn't a rematch, I will be I'll be surprised. Um, we got some dogs marching. Um, but yeah, it's, it, the way the committee did it, it's a little, uh, you know, it's a little weird. Um, like I don't know, we were talking about OK state and West Virginia, their rankings are a little weird. Um, yeah. weird, the, the, the most obscure stat I've, I saw and I'll share was in 1976, Duke and Kentucky both missed the tournament. Yeah. Indiana won the national championship 32 and 0. If Gonzaga were to be national champions this year, they would also be 32 and all. Uh, I don't know. Just a, a, a cool fact that someone found. Don't even know how they would find something like that or would ever come to their mind. But, you know, it's, it's, it's what you got those people. Out there. Yeah, you got those, you got those people. I and mean, that's what it is. All right. Gonzaga, Iowa. Who Gonzaga, do you got here Iowa, in the final? Gonzaga, go Zags. Um, Iowa close, but nah, not close enough. I I think closer than the first match. Yeah, I'll I'll probably take Iowa in the points. Okay. Um, but yeah, Gonzaga going to the final four. Gonzaga, yeah, how chalky. Yeah, no, but like I heard, like even listening to other podcasts, like uh, people saying, you know, chalk might be the thing to do this year, uh, with. The limited games, um, COVID, and all that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And just look around um, the world of sports this year is the best teams win. Yeah. So. All right, let's uh, let's take our talents here to the south. Uh, let's break down the south, the uh, the first games in the south, the round of sixty four, starting with Baylor and Hartford. Yeah. Again, no, should be a no brainer. That's we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Move along. (laughs) North Carolina, Wisconsin, Uh, eight, nine. Again, something I was hemming and hawing when you get to these seven, tens, eight, nines, it's a coin flip. Um, 
again, this is where the venues come into play a bit. Um, Wisconsin would be playing for the second, or sorry, for the, sorry, Wisconsin would be playing at Mackey Arena, which is home. That's the Purdue, Purdue Boilmakers home home arena. Uh, so yeah. there might be a little bit of a comfort um, in that in that arena. Um, you know. Yeah, for this Wisconsin squad. Yeah, I I don't know if it will have enough of an impact though, or if it will have any impact. Um, again, one of these crazy stats that come around this time of year: uh, seventeen straight first round wins for UNC. I see something like that. I, I got Roy Williams. I say, let's put him in. Let's move him along. A lot of talk about the bigs on North Carolina. Yeah, it, they just think they're just going to dominate. Um, I know Wisconsin has uh, has struggled with Purdue this year. And as as you'll know, Purdue is probably one of the tallest teams in, in the uh, yeah. NCAA. So size is going to be a little bit of an issue. I just think UNC gets the job done. Yeah, okay. Moving on, we got... Villanova Winthrop, and this is what you were saying with the five twelves and the yeah. possible upset. But well, five twelves, statistically, uh, fives win sixty five percent of the time. So you say, okay, let's let's find two upsets. Yeah. Uh, everyone's looking at this one. <laughs> everyone's looking at this one. Um, I'm actually leaning the other way. I like Villanova to get it done. Yeah, I like Villanova it. here. Um, I just think. <laughs> Everyone's so concerned. No Connor Gillespie. No Connor Gillespie. Um, I get it. He's he's an awesome player, um, but it, it's it's Villanova. still Villanova. Yeah, it's Villanova. It's it's Jay Wright. It's uh, you know give give him a little bit more respect. I think um, you know could I be in these words and Winthrop spanks him? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I think uh, if Jay Wright leaves. Uh, leaves the tournament or leaves Indianapolis with a loss to Winthrop, I don't think he'll sleep for a week. Yeah, I just, I just don't see a coach like that losing to a to a to a team at that level. Um, but yeah, then I got Purdue over uh, North Texas. I, I really, I'll, I'll show my hand here. I, I love Purdue. I love Purdue. Um, I think they're going to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, okay curtain ends closely after that but uh i i'm a big fan of purdue i like the way they're playing uh travion williams that's a name you're going to want to look out for uh he's a big for purdue um he is dominant and he's got soft hands and he can finish it's uh it was he's a remarkable player so travion williams again uh, keep an eye out on that guy he's gonna he's gonna bust some brackets for sure perfect i like purdue there too so we got a uh, Villanova Purdue round of 32. We'll get back to that. Texas Tech, Utah State. Yeah. A lot of people talking about the Aggies and the possible upset here with the Red Raiders. Yeah. Um, as we were talking earlier, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't buy it. I'm I'm all uh, over Texas. Tech. Yeah, I'm all over Texas Tech. Uh, I I love I love their coach Chris Beard. I I'm sure you remember him walking around with his little red shoes and. Uh, you know, that big, when, when they made that run a couple of years ago. And I, well, you got to think that's what I was going to say. The, the final appearance in, in 2019, like they've been there before he, he's been there before yeah. he's got the experience. Uh, very obvious that they're, they're not at that level. Um, you know, kind of being a mid tier, uh, uh, sorry, big 12 team. Um, but 
being a mid mid tier Big Twelve team, losing to who have they lost to? Sapes. Yeah, like what like what I said earlier off air. Um, OK State, Kansas, Baylor. Yeah, you, um, you can't blame them. Tech, for that. Those are good quality sides. I, I hope so. There, right? Um, you know, yeah. unfortunately, they just don't have the elite talent, but they have great talent probably and i think they can beat utah state um again utah state is 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 a little bit of a trendy upset pick i i just don't i don't see i don't see the reason behind it i just i don't know they beat the uh aztecs in the regular season and lost to byu by three i believe okay but uh other than very reputable record i guess or uh you know stats behind that um, but they do have some bad loss. Which, yeah, I just pulled it up. I got Utah State shows up. Yeah, I got a 16 point loss to VCU. That's not anything I'm gonna, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and you say who's better, VCU or Texas Tech? I'm gonna say Texas Tech every time. Let's uh, move Texas Tech to the next round. There you go. All right, next one: Arkansas Colgate. Might buckets. Be, here. Yeah, might be the be- might be the best game of the uh, the round of, round of 68. These teams can score. These teams can score. Colgate can score. Yeah, I heard something like this could be like uh, Arkansas 101 and Colgate 76. Yeah, I, where I, I don't even know the over-under on this. I would love to know the over-under on this. Too. Or it's 92-92 with a minute left. Yeah, it's it's going to be ridiculous. Um I got the actual over under on it. It's one sixty, so I'll be on the over. Um, I guess. Uh, I just think these guys can score. Um, Colgate can shoot the three, and even if you're getting blown out, guess what? You're shooting threes. Um, so I think they can score. Um, not enough. <laughs> not enough. Are you gonna take the toothpaste or no? Pardon? Are you gonna take the toothpaste to no, beat Arkansas? I'm gonna stay away from the toothpaste on this one. Uh, I think I think Arkansas is uh, poised for a good run. I wish Colgate had another matchup. Uh, Again, I, another SEC. Yeah, I think they could have taken down they could have taken down someone else in a, in a in a better matchup. But again, they've only played I think four teams this year. Uh, they played everyone in their division four times, and that's it. So they have absolutely no experience or no no idea what's coming to them when they're going to go play an SEC team. So that's kind of the the. the one of the faults of COVID is a team like that doesn't get to expand their schedule and kind of see what else is out there. Okay. Moving on here. This one, I have no idea. Florida yeah. for tech, take your pick. Oh, I would have, I like movies, I would but... have loved to be on Florida. I would have loved, uh, you know, and that Keontae Johnson injury earlier, you know, um, when he sent the hospital and he's their best player. <laughs> He was their best player. Um, he's he's still with the team. He travels with the team. I don't think he's playing. Um, Virginia Tech's played, I think, th- three games since February 6th. Uh, well, yeah, again, I was listening to a podcast and someone said something. Uh, yeah, my prediction on this, it's uh, postponement. Yeah, no, Virginia, that, that, that's, that's, a per- that's a perfect prediction. Um, <laughs> like that's a Virginia Tech doesn't play. That game is uh, yeah. Someone's going to get COVID and someone's going to move on. Um, yeah. I lean Florida in this. Uh, I think Florida is 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 a little bit you know has a little bit more going for them right now. I can I can't even say stronger. They just have a little bit more going for them. Um, kind of just being in the in a little bit more of a rhythm. So I, I just went with Florida. 
Okay. Last one in the matchup, we got uh, Ohio State, Oral Roberts. Yeah, again, this one doesn't need much to talk about. Uh, Oral Roberts is a great a great shooting team. They have the, uh, the leading uh, point getter in the NCAA basketball on their team. Cool accolade. It's not going to do anything. Well, I heard I heard good things about Old Roberts, so like, I uh, can't say I've ever watched them, but uh, I'm sure Ohio State will be fine. Yeah, again, they they come up on a lot of these weird stats, like free throw percentages, three point turnover ratios, all of that. They're they're all over those stats, but again, uh, strength of schedule. You got you got to wonder if it's just inflated at that point. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the round of 32 here. You've got straight chalk here out of the round of 64. Stay so let's go Baylor, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, I got Baylor moving on again. I, I think I think the public is 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 fading a little is fading Baylor a bit. I think Baylor is still a really good team. Uh, I think they needed the loss. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago. I think they needed that. They needed a little adversity. At yeah, it's hard to it's hard to win X amount of games in a row. Um, I say that now after saying Gonzaga is going to the Final Four. So I take it with. But a like, yeah, because they lost to OK State, that's uh, you know, cause for concern for some people. Yeah, they lost to but OK like, State I, with a, with yeah. um, with Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think there's that much wrong with Baylor. I think they'll be okay here, especially for a couple rounds. Villain over Purdue. You've already told us yeah. Purdue three sixteen. I got Purdue going there. Um, again, I'm not sure where that game would get played. I would look into yeah. that. If that's okay. getting played in a, in a stadium, uh, then yes, I'm even more on Purdue. Um, the game just suits them better. Uh, you know, they're kind of a big team. They're not. They're not too much of a shooting team as Villanova would have to kind of shoot to stay in that game and in a, uh, in a, in a venue where it might not uh, set up for that, but something you'd have to look into later. Okay. Uh, Texas tech, Arkansas. I got the Razorbacks. Uh, oh, we're going I got the Razorbacks. Razorbacks moving on. Uh, must bus. Yeah. Must bus moving on. Uh, again, this kind of comes back to the, uh, the SEC big 12. Who do I think is better? This is kind of a difference of styles here, right? Yeah, this is uh, – I I like Arkansas. I think Arkansas can score. I think Arkansas can score. I think Arkansas can score against anyone. Um, Okay. Because Texas Tech, known kind of for their defense, right? No. Yeah, they are. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Could they shut them down? Yeah, I I would have to look into kind of their three-point D um, because Arkansas can shoot, man. But like any team, you know, if you're making your shots, it's great. Uh, you have an off night. Texas Tech could win that game, uh, whatever you want, to 35. If you're not making yeah, your exactly. shots, it's not it's not doing any good for you. But I, I got Arkansas moving along there. Um, and then again, in the last matchup of the round of 32, I got uh, Ohio State over Florida. Um, again, with that 7-10 matchup of Florida Virginia Tech, I just. You know, it kind of was a blank fire on Ohio State. You have uh, Ohio State either way on whichever two. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, exactly. So I, I got Ohio State there. Okay, I agree. All right, let's go to the uh, Sweet Sixteen here. Yeah, I got Baylor, uh, Purdue. Baylor, Baylor Purdue, and I, I got Baylor winning that. Uh, I just think I think Baylor is is the better team, and I think that they're going to want to continue the tournament, and I think they're going to move along. 
All right, Arkansas, Ohio State, two three matchup here. Tough, tough, weird game. Uh, you kind of got a skilled shooting team in Arkansas. Ohio State's just kind of these kind of bruisers. Uh, you know, they're not pretty. They get the job done. Everyone can get the job done. You know, you got guys like Liddell, Washington. You know, their bigs are stepping back, hitting threes, and I think they've been tested lately. And I think that little turnaround they had uh, in the uh, Big Ten tournament re-sparked their season. Um, and, and I think they uh, go on to play Baylor in the Elite Eight. Beautiful. Baylor, Ohio State, Elite Eight. What a yeah. game that's going to be. Who do you got? I got Baylor punching a ticket. Baylor yeah. punching their ticket to the Final Four. Yeah, pack the bags. I don't know if they're packing bags this year. Probably not. <laughs> Any reasoning behind that, or just? Uh, I just, I just think they're they're the better team. Uh, Jared Cutler is, you know, he's he's a great player. Uh, Ohio State has good players and uh, you know, good coach. And I just, this is kind of one of those brackets where you can't pull on the oh the Corey Kisperts, oh the uh, the Luca Garzas. These names are a little less known. Um, even the coaches, right? The coaches who coaches Baylor, who who coaches Ohio State. You know, the common fan probably doesn't know that, right? Because they aren't big. Um, yeah. I I just think Baylor's the better team. I uh, I just think that's that's truly my only uh, belief on that one. So a lot of people have said here we've covered the uh, west of it, sorry, west region and the south region. A lot of people have said that like Gonzaga and Baylor have pretty. I don't want to say easy, but easier pass than the other two one seeds. Yeah. Think uh, I think Baylor has the easiest path out of everyone. Okay. Um, yeah. And they're probably going to lose in the first round because I said that. Um, but I mean, Gonzaga with the possibility of playing, uh, you know, a team like Creighton. Okay. A team like Virginia. Okay. A team like Kansas, a team like Oregon, Iowa. Those teams will scare me a little bit more than, you know, the Arkansas, the Purdue's. They just don't have the flash or the shine that those other uh, those other teams have. All right. Yeah, I like that. All right. That concludes the first portion of the March Madness Breakdown. The second episode should be live on Apple Podcasts as we speak. Go give it a listen there. Stapes and the big units will be breaking down the Midwest and East Division. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in.